those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. Crazy taxi. Yeah. What does that mean? It's like it's a game, isn't it? Yeah, I played fucking Crazy Taxi. I don't know what that is, but why would it? This is Crazy Taxi. Because it says at the beginning of Crazy Taxi, hey, 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 it's Crazy Taxi. Only people that play, played, like, only a, only a few amount of people that played Crazy Taxi. Yeah, but then not a lot of people know that there's a Crazy Taxi. Was well, that like an Easter egg to all the fucking Crazy Taxi fans out there? No, it's because it's there's a Crazy Taxi tabletop role-playing game coming out. Is there really? No. Tabletop twats or twats for our American listeners. Hi, America. Hi. So we've got a good show, haven't we? Yeah. An amazing show. Oh, this yes. is a show all about tabletop RPGs, and we've got several things. We've got what you've been saying, where we talk about what we've been playing. We've got the main subject, which this time is made. We've got the results to our unbelievably cool colouring competition. Exciting. Yeah. And then we've got challenges, and this week we are challenging oh, each other to up. something bloody amazing. So, so <laughs> stick know. around for that. It's, no, I think that's going to be when people stop listening to this podcast. So that's going to be it's going to be what kills the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you're Dead there. Dead in its tracks, so don't miss it. And then we've got fireside tales where we share our RPG stories. We've got adventure call, and then we've got electro letters. It's going to be sick, as the kids say. It's going to shut be- up. <laughs> Shut up. That's what the kids say. Oh. But I'm trying to get like I'm trying to get the under tens listening. So kids. throughout the show, I'm going to drop in things like Shabba, uh, Hibby, Grime. We, oh god! What? We, that's what people say, man. We don't want kids listening to this podcast. Actually, yeah, there's some pretty vulgar content. Like last week, I said the cunt word. Oh, stop it! You better bleep that out. <laughs> I'll try and cut that down a little bit. <laughs> it's not happening, mate. It's yeah. not happening. Fuck it. So, without further fuckery, let us go into what you've been saying. Play the jingle. Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? Okay, so on this bit of tabletop dick mittens, we are talking about what we've been playing this week. Um, <laughs> this week, I've actually been playing the game made yes and i ran a session of it last week and i'm not gonna talk about that now because the main subject this week is made but i also bought some new rpg products oh man yes so i've got um i went to forbidden planet yesterday which is a nerd shop in london and they've got a surprise pretty cool name actually and there was one in croydon as well which i was really proud of shut down now oh yeah obviously it's croydon but um, the coordinates listeners out there, I grew up in Croydon. So, so you had to say that. saying specific <laughs> references about Crazy Taxi, and now you're talking about Croydon. I love Croydon. Shut up. Everyone from Croydon has to love Croydon. <laughs> so in Forbidden Planet, they've got this RPG section now that is um, a bit better than it used to be. And they've got some quite cool, rare stuff in there. So obviously we've made... Which ain't online, my eyes. I popped online to have a look when you're saying about you picking up some RPG stuff, and uh, not a lot at all. So I think it's more just get in out the and go to the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, one of the cool things is that we obviously play Call of Cthulhu quite a lot, the horror role-playing game, and 
I've always wanted to get a DM screen for it because it's kind of just cool to have. It's like a cool accessory. Yeah. And I finally managed to pick one up and I found so it there. Nice. Look at this. So first off, I'll give you the DM screen and you can have a look at it and just describe to the listeners what's going on. Wow. So um, check out the picture on the front first. It's yeah. a really nice uh, screen. So it's a trifold, is that right? Yes. I would say so, mixed triangle. Um, and it's a oh yeah, it's a creepy landscape. We've got like woodlands on the left hand side. Got some monsters in. The oh woodlands. man, look at the tentacles! Yeah, there's tentacles. There's a guy. There's a guy. Uh, it's like a Japanese porn. Woods. <laughs> Tentacle sex going on everywhere. No, um, but there's loads of investigators standing around. It's oh, dark man. and gloomy. Old cars. There's like there's like an explorer holding a torch ready to go off. And into the right, you've got like a bunch of mountains. You know what I like? It's a really dark scene. That, I, like um, I like the fact that the. Uh, logo doesn't appear anywhere on it. Yeah, it's just absolutely. a cool picture. Yeah, it's just a really nice and picture. On the back, you've got like you know rules for temporary sanity loss and things like that in case you're playing the game and you want it for a quick quick reference. It's really nice. But one of the cool things about this was it was twenty five pounds and my mum very kindly Cheap. bought it for me. Um, but it also comes with a bunch of other stuff, which is awesome because usually you oh, just see, get not, the not just the screen. You got this. To um, I'm handing Nick a book oh, with yeah. a sort of zombie like thing on the front. And it is. Yeah. That's a high card by. Yeah, it's a it's a two adventure modules for Mysterious and Backwater Creek. Yeah, nice. And it's got uh, adventure modules. They got like handouts and shit in there. Loads of new monsters. Maps. Yeah, and um, it's just two adventure modules for Call of Cthulhu. And this is for, so is this for the new um, edition then? This is for 7th edition, yeah. And I should say that my brother bought Call of Cthulhu 7th edition and was really nice. um, oh, wow, reading that. through it on the train back and it was, it was really, really cool. They've made a lot of changes to the original Call of Cthulhu so that I think you could get straight into 7th and not have to worry about any of the previous editions and how expensive they are. I might have to get, I might have to get 7th. This is a really, really, really nice, nice book. Look at this. Yeah. Should be Lovecraft's face popping up at the side. <laughs> yeah, it's got Harry Houdini in there as well, which is a bit Wow, weird. really? But yeah, it's, it's two, two adventure modules that come with it. And in addition to that... Really nice. It's £25 pound for all this. Yeah, and a quick, quick reference book for keepers and more maps. And then you've got some high-quality... Glossy character sheets as well. It's Ooh. a very nice product. Product. You'd never write on these, though, would you? Just no, I don't think I would. No, I'm just going to frame it and put it on my wall. Fia, az én nevem Ellen Rickman, és amikor épp nem a galaxis mentem meg, tabletop twats hallgatok. So the, the nice people at um, Core Fun Studios um, were nice enough to send us over the um, Solar Echoes starter kit and Solar Echoes Union Guard handbook. So Solar Echoes is a complete RPG system. Absolutely, yeah. It seems really good. I've been pretty really busy with work this week, so I've only been able to skim over it, unfortunately. Um, but what, from what I've seen, it looks quite cool. Um, there's, it's basically it's a um, futuristic kind of sci-fi um, opera. Space opera, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically, um, instead of rolling dice, you have to sing wildly and loudly from, <laughs> from the diaphragm. <laughs> so it's a sci-fi RPG system. Yep. What do you think of it, anyway, from what you've seen? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, from what I can see, it's, um, it's in the future. There's seven races, and they kind of all have to... Uh, all these from different planets and stuff, and they've made, like, an alliance to, and to, like, to kind of all... Um, 
fight against evil. Not so much fight against evil, like to get on with each other and survive and stuff. And then like there's like an elite team um, called the Core. Uh, I can't remember now. But it's like of heroes, basically. That's what the characters are, and they go out on missions. And there's also like an in, like an intimate threat coming, like a greater threat that can come in again. But they like. Well, get, I quite like, like the fact that all of these uh, all of these race designs for the aliens to, uh, seem to be quite um, unique. Like you've got. Um, in other games, like other sci-fi games, you always have like you know, grey alien, you have a Wookiee, you have a cat person, whatever. But in this, you've got like what looks like Cthulhu monster with two beam sabers. Yeah, that was pretty. Cool. Uh, blob thing with a gun, insect, insect person, person, black sort of panther type guy. Yeah, flower, flower, lizard, folk, and human, human. Because um, all <coughs> games have to contain a human for some reason. Got in it, yeah. Um, and so, okay, it's cool so you, you're part of this elite force. And I think the thing is, is each character has different um, skills. And the idea is they really kind of push t- um, group kind of tactics, if you like, and, and working as a group. So I don't think there's an initiative. So it's like I attack you, you attack me. You sit and plan your uh, manoeuvre together mm. and then it's moved out I think and then obviously there's oh, roles cool. for combat and stuff and it's left quite open so there's there's rules for like tasks and uh, sorry there's rules for um, hacking rules for chases um, nice. and lots of other stuff and it kind of it really pushes to kind of create your stories around it and that and you, so it's, it's nice it's wicked man it's quite cool so I'm going to have a proper read of it now I'm not so busy work, with work this week uh, maybe we'll give it a go try yeah. it out um, but it's nice good, and it was really nice they've sent yeah they've sent us the um but like I said, uh, everything we need to get started. Um, and that's from Core Fun Studio. So we're going to check it out and maybe give it a go. So thank you very much. I think it's D6 based from what I read. It looks good. It does um, look nice, well, yeah. thing is though, now, if it's rubbish and we don't like it, well, actually, no, we're not going to say anything. But the people, because yeah. they were very kind to send it to us, but if everyone listening, if you don't hear us talk about it again, then you'll know. Well, no, you can't say that. Just no, I can't say that, but just just imagine your... I didn't say that. But think it still anyway. No, just think what you want. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> and he is the champion of the dungeon. Lastly, I wanted to mention, I've spoke about, no, actually, I've posted the, uh, a link on our G Plus to their website because I think it's a really great website. It's called the Dice Shop Online. Um, and it's, I think it's like the largest online dice shop. But hang on, what do you mean by online? It exists online. On a line? I don't know. Is this some sort of intercomputer sort Inter-web, of thing? yeah. You know, like we get You mean a shop in a computer? Inside, yeah. And oh, you rattle it and the dice comes out. It's really nice. <laughs> it comes out the floppy disk out drive. Out bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, there is so much to choose from on there. I spoke, we spoke about it before when I get pissed and buy loads of dice, but mm. I haven't done that. I actually did it sober. Um, but I got myself the bone dice, which look really cool. Nice. They're um, made from the bones. Cuplo bone dice. Yeah, shut up with the prostitutes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Cuplo bone dice, which are uh, they're just a D6, but they've got like bone edges, so they don't look normal. They look really odd. It's cool. Uh, oh, I've seen those. They, they, yeah. They're sort of like kind of jagged looking. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. awesome. They look really cool. And I got uh, I got some orange dice because I haven't got any orange dice, and they're like like forged orange, so they almost like got like splatter marks. They're just yeah, they look pretty nice. Nice. And, and I got a what's it? Oh yeah, I bought a, a D6 with the six. It's a little tombstone that says RIP. Nice. Probably good for a wild dice. So. You got in touch with them, didn't you? You were saying earlier on. What did you ask the dice shop online? I asked them a little bit to tell them a little bit more about themselves. And he said, what would you like to know? And I just said, you know, how long you've been going for and where you based and just, you know, general stuff. And then I think maybe, there was, maybe I missed an email or something, but all I got back was, 
yes, thanks, or yes, that would be fine, or something. So, <laughs> that, you yeah. know, at some point in the future, they're going to tell us about the history of their company, but we don't know when. Ooh. Our, <laughs> this is a mysterious episode. Dieshoponline.com, <laughs> or is it? Ooh. All right. Um, oh, no, yeah, it's good. Get on there. There's loads of fucking it's nice websites. It's a great website. Very nice. Very nice website. Probably. Main. Subject. Main. Subject. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, moshi Moshi. Today's subject is <laughs> made. Moshi Moshi. Moshi Moshi, Nick. Moshi, is it good or bad? Well, it's all right. <laughs> moshi Moshi. Um, yeah, so we're talking about made, <laughs> the role-playing game. And that is a um, RPG that comes out of um, Japan. And... Basically, the premise of the game, we spoke about this a little bit in the last episode, but the premise of the game is that um, the GM is the master and all the players are his maids. Okay, nice. And the object is for the maids to try and do his bidding well enough that he likes them and he'll award them favour. Okay, um, what's favour then? Favour, you, you can spend it on levelling up, you can spend it on adding pluses to roles, or creating random events. And oh, okay. We'll talk so you, about that in a minute. But so you win experience, if you like, experience points and stuff. By impressing the master. Well, okay, nice. And um, then the other thing is that you've got stress points, and they can cause you to lose favour. Ah, okay. So the more stress you have, the more likely you are to have a stress explosion. <laughs> so that's basically like your HP. And when that runs out, you have to go on this um, table of things, and I'll just get the... Uh, a stress explosion. So a stress explosion, basically what happens is, uh, this is part of your character's personality, and when a stress explosion occurs, what will happen is you um, basically have to do your stress explosion. You have to act within the parameters of it. So, to give you an example, <laughs> okay, somebody fun. had rampage, so that meant when he ran out, when he had too many stress points, he um, would have to go on a rampage for an amount of time allocated <laughs> by the GM. So, um, yeah, you, you would have to go on a rampage ah! and destroy things and, like, smash shit up. The master's not going to fucking Exactly, so it can cause you to lose favour. Can I have a stress way. explosion now? Yes. What okay, you need to do is um, roll 2d6. 2d6, okay. So this will determine which one you take, basically. If you were creating a character to say to it, roll. Okay, cool. I got three and a four. So that is 43, if you're looking at it from my angle. Yeah. So you do it in a row, basically. Oh, okay. So you've got crying. Um, <laughs> so you start crying. There's no need for an affection check for this. So what that means is every time you get too many stress points, you have to cry for X number of minutes. Oh, it doesn't matter It doesn't matter if you're you know, crying in, in this way, that way, whatever. If you're rampaging in whatever way you want, as long as it's within those parameters. Mm -hmm. But that's basically how it works. So this death is very, very hard to come by. You only die in a quotes if you lose all your favour then you're officially dismissed oh your okay that's quite nice so um, stress explosions well it's not nice to get dismissed obviously yeah exactly <laughs> but it's it, but you don't die that's, that's got to be the first role playing game that I've ever known of where you, death isn't a thing it's not really failure is more of a thing ah. but um, the thing is I, I bought this right it sounds fucking stupid because it's like oh you know you're a maid or whatever Um and I bought this thinking, okay, it cost me £15, right? And I thought, this is going to be a bunch, uh, like, really stupid and something funny to talk about on the podcast. And <laughs> we, we ended up playing it last week. It was basically what happened was Nick was on call at work, which meant that he... Saving lives. Saving lives, and so you couldn't <laughs> come. So instead of doing your game that we've been playing through, we decided to do a one-off um, <laughs> session of Made. And... 
It was, so I don't know anything about this game other than just when you quickly told me about it. But yeah, I never got to play it, so it's, I'm, it's quite interesting. I was so surprised because we just thought it'd be a laugh and be something to talk about how much fun it was. Yeah. It's so good. And I can't honestly like speak highly enough of this game because from the get-go, to roll a character is so simple. You you just pick some traits off a table, you pick some background stuff, and then you pick your special ability. So you, you roll for your stats, and your highest stat um, is a special ability. So you get that, and you get something like... Um, for instance, Sean had one where he had to fight with a giant weapon. Um, <laughs> like an, another guy had. When you one. say giant weapon, do you mean like like comically giant? Okay, and any weapon, any what? Any weapon that you have will just become giant. Wow. So what if you've only got like I don't know your shoe? Then you you have a giant shoe. <laughs> but it, it, the thing is, it's very it's, it's like uh, uh, the thing about it that the two things that made it so worth playing was that it was so quick and easy to get into mm -hmm. and that it was uh, just cartoon comic type comedy and that's what it's sort of geared towards is a lot of silly stuff happening and it's like it's fun though isn't it yeah so like you've got people doing stress explosions you've got ridiculous enemies crazy stuff that can happen a master constantly like looming over so you was the master was you uh, uh, no, but I sort of, um, instead of be, uh, literally me being the master, yeah. I had it so that the, I made a character that was the master. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the way the game works is that you just um, roll a d6 to do anything. And instead of having skills like in Pathfinder or Cthulhu or something like that, where you have specific skills for accounting, for athletics or whatever. Climbing, front. In Mage, you just have six attributes. Is there a um, character sheet in the back? Yeah. Um, oh, off one. oh, yeah, there we go. Sweet. Yeah, so it's basically, um, yeah, you just roll one of these things. So you've got... Uh, Attributes. You've got, athlete, uh, you've got athletics, affection, skill, cunning, luck, and will. You just roll one of those, and it's assumed, because it's just all about quick fun and, mm -hmm. and comedic-style cartoon play, um, all you do is just roll one of those, and it's assumed that if you're good at athletics, you're good at everything that is athletics. So you're quick, you can jump, you can... Yeah, that's what you Precisely. Um, so it's kind of nice and simple like you that. You can jump. You can jump higher. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so what's, uh, what's main types, then? Main types are... You've got, you've got different types of, like, um, archetypes of maids that you can be. Right, so you have okay, to pick yeah. two maid types at the beginning, and they gave you certain bonuses. So you've got... Um, it's like heroin, cool, uh, sexy, shy, right. you, things like that. So that's basically it. You just get given scenarios by the DM and he controls the, the master and then you just roll off of that really small um, table of attributes. Yeah. And, and that's really it. Like, And you can create a character in five minutes and get playing in five minutes. On, on, honestly, it was so unbelievably fun because everyone got how to play the game immediately. So you could just keep banging one shots out of this, couldn't you? Really? Yeah, or well, you could do it. I actually think you could do a longer campaign. Because you've got potential to have a long campaign out of it. Yeah. But um, to give you an example of, of the kind of characters that were created in, in five yeah, minutes, um, it was actually a really good dynamic because we had Claude, who was um, a butler, uh, and he was like a quiet type, but he also had the um, he had the maid trait of um, Bishonin, which means that he was unbelievably attractive and he can use that to sort of sway people and then we had um, Techie who was like he this was James's character and she was a maid who was um, the typical anime type maid of being really shy yeah but really sexy right okay. basically and then um, Ryan made a I don't know if I want to say it but he made an ex-slave maid who used to be on a ship 
and that was um, she was called Clementine. <laughs> and, and oh man, I'm not going to do an impression of it because it was it's it's unsuitable. The following is actual footage from the game. Halt! Or, or, or. It starts barking at you. Come on, come the big bum. Um, it starts licking your face. Yo, that's it. You like the luscious Clementine. Right. <laughs> You're the first man in hairs. Cool. Huh. Uh, and that's um, and uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I was going to clap. Ah, oh, <laughs> Do we loved it? That's the sort of shit you can make within five minutes. It's so, it, and having those three characters interact with each other was really, really, really funny. And trying to impress the master, but um, I'll tell you quickly about the campaign that I did. Basically, um, what it was was it was a. They were the maids and butler of a dungeon, like from a fantasy game, like a typical dungeon with monsters and traps. Oh, and right, okay. And yeah. they, they were responsible for cleaning the throne room and cooking the master's meals, right? And that was it. That was their jobs. Yeah, but nice. within the first five minutes of the game, their master dies, and they're searching for a new master, and when he comes to the door of the dungeon, <laughs> yeah. they realise that, that all the monsters and traps are still there. And because they're part of a union, they have to be told about changes weeks in advance. <laughs> so they all, they all want to fucking kill oh, they were, the they, master. They didn't get the memo. Yeah, they, they were getting a new master. Exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that meant that all the party had to go through, um, escort this guy through the dungeon and try to do it as impressively as possible to get him to want the job at the end. <laughs> to so be, it's like an extended job interview. Yeah, and, he, and so this new master was the potential final boss for a dungeon, basically. Oh, and nice. they were trying to impress him. And um, what I did is um, I, I basically had all these weird encounters. Mm. Like, for instance, they go up to this goblin and he's been sat there for 100 years smoking a fag waiting for this to happen. And he's just sitting there and he's like, and he chucks the fag on the floor and he's like, who's that then? And they're just like, oh, this is the new master. He's going to be the final boss of this dungeon. And then he's like, no, yeah, no, I didn't get a memo. And he just starts stabbing at them with his, like, spear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I had it so that, just as a little fun thing, right, they've got a table of items in here um, ranging from the number 111 to the number 666. Mm -hmm. um, so you roll three dice and it gives you a 3d6 and it gives you a number. So what I did, um, just for a bit of fun, there are some uh, game-breaking items in the game, but what I decided to do was just have it so that every time they killed a monster, they get a random item from this table. Oh, nice. Um, and roulette. that's one of the really cool things that made this so much fun, because the items are fucking ridiculous. Really? And they, every time they killed a monster or achieved an objective, they would just spit out a little chest and have one of these in there, and I'd just say, right, roll, see what item you get. Which would be insane in a long game, but in a one-shot, it was so funny. Yeah. So, um, Shall we roll for one and see what I get? Yeah, roll 3d6 and then make them in a line. Okay. So it's uh, 1, 5, 2. 1, 5, 2, yeah. So you got reverse bat. Reverse bat? It's this, the same bat going backwards. <laughs> this is a gaudy, brightly coloured baseball bat, and those who are hit by it have their abilities reversed. Ooh. If you equip this again, you will gain reverse bat as a weapon. It can only be used on NPCs. Opponents who take even one stress point from it will instantly have all their other attributes changed to six minus their current level. <laughs> That's vicious. Yeah, there's loads of weird shit like that in there. Like, oh, well, yeah. it's, it's crazy like how, how many weird items there were and how it could just derail a game completely. But I thought in the context of a one shot if it gets fucked up it doesn't really matter that's part of the fun though so I it? just did it and um, very early on uh, one of the characters got a dog out of the chest got, just got a Doberman that they could command to do anything they wanted um, and another guy uh, Sean got a Tam Tam seed which would create a jungle uh, it was basically a magic seed that would create an entire thick dense jungle in whichever room he dropped it in 
Nice. And not yeah. a, oh, so it's not it's not a forest of the mind. No, it's real, and it just <laughs> creates it instantly. It's like an instant forest. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, then you got the earth destroying bomb that would automatically change the game's setting to post-apocalyptic if used. And he did actually use it on the last boss. But so how did they get on then? Uh, yeah, they did really well. I mean, what happened was is that they they there was a lot of fuck ups and stupid shit happening. Well, from bad rolling or just stupid. Uh, bad rolling mainly, yeah. And um, it was like they sort of had to show the master. The master eventually really liked them, and he was awarding favour and stuff. What was he like? Um, he was a Japanese guy, and he was like really enthusiastic. So there was a bit where one of the guys, one of the characters, he picked an ability where he had special connections. Yeah. So he could um, call up for these special connections once per game, right? Sweet. And so what he did is there was a pit of fire in front of him, you know, typical dungeon thing. Yeah. And he called up his. Uh, Quote, buddy in the fire brigade, buddy in the fire brigade, brigade. <laughs> buddy. Brigade. Right. He called buddy up his. Buddy in the fire brigade. He called up buddy his. Buddy in the fire brigade. <laughs> buddy in the fire brigade. Oh, yeah. Buddy in the you fire brigade. <laughs> so he called up his. So he called up his buddy in the fire brigade. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Let me say it. So he called up his buddy in the fire brigade. So he. <laughs> Shit, man. That's fucking annoying. <laughs> Fucking tour. <laughs> okay, right. So he, he called up his mate, right? And yeah. he was like, okay, we've got this pit of fire in front of us. Shit. <laughs> <and I'm... laughs> Funny Shut up singing that, man. <laughs> I'm making it into a song. Oh. Alright, so, yeah, he calls him up. Shit, right. Oh, I take a breath, take some water, yeah. Oh. Breathe through your nose and out through your mouth, and just don't think about that song for two seconds. I think it's about the water out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Why is it? That shouldn't be that funny. No, it really is. Everyone listening to, the, listening to this is going to be like, why the fuck are they laughing at that? Right. <laughs> I can't finish the story now. <laughs> you totally lost it. All right, so he called the guy up, right? And he. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why is this affecting you so Why badly? Why has this happened? Okay, right, so he calls his buddy up and he's like, Yeah, can you send a fire truck down here? Yeah. And <laughs> the guy sends the. Shut up, man. Okay, the guy sends the fire truck down and. Uh, <laughs> Can't, I can't. Alright, we, we need a secret. We need a secret. We need a secret. You can't make an omelette without killing a few kids. Basically, the master was like cheering and he was so happy that he put out the fire and he was clapping and all that. Awarded Sean some favour. And then Sean did like a backflip over the hole <laughs> and got awarded favour for sort of doing <laughs> it in a cool way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wicked. And so, like, you're sort of awarded for doing stuff just in a cool way. I really like that. Even if it has no tactical benefit. It's like Benny's in Savage Worlds, I suppose. You do something cool, you get a, you get, you get a reward for it. Kind of. I mean, but it's sort of, in Made, it's like, it's all-encompassing. The whole thing, you've got to think about how this how what so you're doing would like, look. Like, so whenever you do an action, you don't just do an action. You do it in the most cartoonish, stupid way possible. Like, James had a mock. What about if you're a bit shy of roleplaying? You do, you know, have this random shit that can happen and things like that. That makes so many So you could, yeah. you could still have fun with it, but it depends on how you play it, because there are loads and loads of different sort of types of... 
play to the game. So there's one mode called Complete Chaos, where um, players can, players, whenever they have favour, they can trigger a random event off a big table of random events. Actually, we do one whenever they want. <laughs> roll random. That's a, that's a Friday night game when all your mates come around. You're all getting drunk and you're just so going to go mad. If you're not if you're not into role playing, you could do it that way. That's fine. But yeah, then yeah. the book specifically says if you want to play a, a different type, you can have people pick their traits instead of rolling for them. Mm-hmm. You can have, um, you know, you can take random events out completely. You can take random items out and just pick and make a table of them for yourself. Um, so it specifically tells you how to cater the game to different people. Um, oh, very nice. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I think if you weren't... It's, a, guide, that, it's, it's a good guide as well then. If, yeah. yeah. You what, could about, um, what could you compare it to, um, I don't know, any other, any other systems that slightly runs like it? Or is it pretty much on its own, all yeah. by itself? It's, it sounds <laughs> like a little bit cliche, right? But it, it honestly is... It's very unique. I haven't played anything like this. And a lot of fun. Yeah, nothing like the feel of this. It's I mean, just... even the front of it looks nuts. I mean, I don't know. I'm, it's got it's a cyborg you... lady, a vampire, and a demon. Oh, she, I didn't even realise that she was a fucking cyborg. Oh, yeah, look, she's got robot hands. Yeah. On her little bamboo. Which actually brings room. me to my next point, because the way this book is presented is the most fucking Japanese thing on the planet. Yes. Yeah. It's got anime pictures all the way through it, and I know that might not be your bag or whatever, but... You know, uh, Ryan's not into anime, and he he loved playing this, so you you will get into it. But um, pictures from the book don't matter how the gameplay. That's how you write. I've given examples in the in the book of stuff happening. Mm. The way they do it is told through this weird narrative where the author of the book, um, Rio Kamiya, is talking to two maids that he's made in the game about the book. And it's like a little script, like a transcript. Yeah, and so it's just a it's just a weird made up conversation. Oh, I found it. Is this it here? Um, yeah, so, so that's that's him talking to the robot, and it's just it's it's like your lack of enthusiasm is being monitored and recorded. I will now roll his attributes. Yeah, so it just it's, yeah. for some reason they're just talking like that. I that's don't know. Cool. It's it's really 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 bizarre. I suppose it's, it's a way of understanding it because when you read some rules and stuff, if you don't know even like I don't know game words if that make, like if you're reading mm-hmm. something for the first time and you're just like and you don't know game words. Like, hang on, what's the M? What's this? What that? Yeah, you might get lost. Whereas this is just like. It's a different way of explaining it, but I like it. It's done in like an entertaining way. Yeah, it's nice, and it's yeah, it's a good read. It makes it a good read as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and another thing that um, I do, I don't know if this is unique to Japan, but this is something that's done specifically in Japanese tabletop RPGs like all the time. Mm. Is that they have replays in there, and the replays are literal transcripts of games that have been played. Oh, so um, the author played a full chaos mode game with his mates, and he played a um, romance game with other people. Um, and he he did like loads of different games and then so he just recorded it and, and recorded it, it and you can just read through it in the book. It's here, yeah. This is brilliant. It's really really good. There's one called the Mansion of Madness, which he plays in full chaos mode and it ends and in about five minutes because it just goes utterly mental really what fast. Happens? I think like one of them rolls a random event and a missile comes into the mansion. One of them rolls a random event and a demon hole to hell opens up Whoops. and then everyone just dies and it's like it's so funny. But the, then there's I told you to clean the fucking dishes, not open the gates to hell. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what it was like. Nice. Um, yeah, it was really really cool. And the another cool thing about the way it's presented is that this is actually three books in one. Right. The reason oh, being right. is that in Japan they were released separately, but the translator realised that it's a one in a million chance that this is getting released in English anyway. So he said, 
he might as well just translate all three. And he was only commissioned to translate one, but he just put in the extra hours, translated all three, wow. and just did it. What a bonus. Of a love for the project. What and when they realised it was all done, they just said, all right, fine, we'll, we'll publish it. I've got to say, it's a big old book. It's lovely. Yeah, lovely. Really, finish. really good. It's a really, 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 really good job. It's like the, the, the it's just everything about it. It's really nice. And yeah. it's cheap. As chips, quid. man, it's really. And it contains twenty five dollars for our American friends. And it contains um, loads of um, uh, scenarios in there. And the one that I ran last week is actually from the book. It's big as well. It's, it's a remake, and it's got loads of scenarios, including one where you don't play with a master at all, and instead your people protecting a shrine, and the, the god is the master, and he's always ever watching. So ah, you, okay. There's one that turns it into a board game where you have to defend from like these weird spider robot things. Um, there's one, very one diverse, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's really. It's, I think it makes a point of showing you how diverse it is, so that you you know it's not just oh, yeah. mates. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because yeah, I totally get what you're saying. So uh, it just covers as many bases as it possibly can. So you mm-hmm. can go bloody hell. I, could, I can't believe that book. Could, I didn't even think about that. What a great angle! You I was do. absolutely chuffed with this. I it's mean, great. I'm gonna like buy it. I think 500 items. You've got um, extra scenarios. You've got 66 different um, bits of armor in there. There's events um, and weather. <laughs> yeah, there's there's events and weather. It gives you loads and loads of different settings as well as loads of bonus settings as well. You've got um, different character types. You've got all the optional rules that were included in later editions, such as romance and seduction. Wow, and all that's all crammed into one big ass book. Yeah, and if if it doesn't sound like your kind of thing. Try it anyway. Mm. Believe me, it's so worth it. For the it price, it's well worth the it. The sole reason I say that is because I thought it wasn't my kind of thing. I thought it was going to be fucking silly. And, and you it, like anime. And I like so, anime, and I thought it was ridiculous. But I, when in I, a great way. Though. I thought it was going to be a laugh and just one something we play once and never again. And then afterwards, when we finished it, Ryan was saying, actually, I might DM a game in where can you, where did you Where can you get this from? I just got it off Amazon. Okay, get yeah. on Amazon and but check this out. On um, StarlinePublishing.com uh, or yeah, that's, yeah. you can go to uh, MadeRPG.com mm-hmm. and you can order it off there. The following is actual footage from the game. Is you saw body popping, right? Yeah, so we'll die right. As he's distracted. Let's go again, mate. As he's distracted. I'll take the mask off. Three times This is more like yeah. it. I like oh, a junk yeah. in the trunk. Mama's got booty. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, big button, cannot lie. Mm-mm. I like it. Get, get lost in the chapter. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> Translator, Ewan Clooney, um, just search his name on Amazon because he's done a bunch of other stuff. He did a... He translated a... Um, an expansion for this called Schoolgirl RPG where the master's replaced with teachers and your students in a school. Oh, right. And he did another one that was a Magical Girl RPG. You know, like Sailor Moon. He did a Sailor Moon RPG. Yeah. I think I look at it and I was like, I probably won't play that. But <laughs> yeah. the thing is, he, I was like, he, nonetheless, he did yeah. it. And he did another one that was a <laughs> fantasy um, one where you're a the keeper of an item shop in a fantasy world where that's heroes are buying shit from you. That's, and that sounds, that sounds a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, not, I don't know if I'm too keen on the Sailor Moon one, but the, the others sound pretty good. Yeah, exactly. But he's, he's quite prolific. But to be fair, though, if it's to that quality... Yeah, they've got to be good. So yeah. don't never write an RPG off to have a look at it. Uh, that, that's my new rule, man, since playing this. But uh, everyone check it out because it is really, really, really good. So we will leave it there. But yeah. um, that's made. Get it on Amazon. It's only 15 quid. You deserve it. You work hard. You know, get this. Everyone deserves a made. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had a fucking made. Yeah, me too. I, I just did a creepy smile, but the people on the 
other end one. Yeah, that was for your benefit only. Thanks, mate. <laughs> My name's Alan Rickman, and I'm Jen. No, wait. My name's also Alan Rickman. No, I'm Alan. No, I'm, no, no. I'm the real Alan Rickman. No, wait. I'm Alan Rickman. <laughs> but I'm not. No, wait. No, what? But no, I'm Alan Rickman. No, I'm uh, tabletop twats. We are going to talk about the competition now. We did a colouring competition to win some amazing stuff, but before we do that, we always play the jingle. And I have to preface this by saying that this jingle sucks and I'm not proud of it. I apologise. For the last time ever. Here it is. competition okay um so we got some amazing <laughs> entries didn't we which actually didn't change since the last week we didn't uh, get any more did we did we get any more we got your mum's physical one yeah my mum sent one in but we can't we can't take my no. she doesn't even listen to this your mom what she told me that she doesn't even listen to this you kidding me she entered the competition no did we no i don't think we did unfortunately so we might as well just announce the winner then these this competition was a coloring competition to win a red box dnd starter kit a set of amazing dice and a really really cool mini and to do that all you had to do was color in a picture that i made and we got some amazing entries. We got some amazing entries. Some, somebody did one that looked like the old game show Nightmare. We did one. Uh, we had one where this guy was doing it as graffiti on a wall. And it was two cleaners, like, uh, well, one was going to clean it off, and the other, the other was like, yeah, thick graffiti, and the other was like, yeah. They were all amazing. And there was one that stands out above all the rest. One, yeah. And it was, it was by the noble gentleman known as Manuel Psalms. I think we got it right. I hope it is. <laughs> so, he is a cool guy because he did... His entry was the Dinosaur Night picture sitting in the back of the car in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. And he's saying... It can't we, can't, we can't stop here, it's twat country. And I liked particularly that he did pretty cool detail on well, the, the actual colour room was really good. Yeah, the scales. Yeah, like, there were scales of it. It was, it was so a he knocked out cracking job, yeah. I think he lives in Germany, but Nick's paying he does, postage, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah, I'm for what? Uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. Um, Manuel, um, get in touch uh, in the usual way, and uh, we'll sort out getting that wicked prize over to you. Brilliant. Love you. <laughs> So this segment is um, challenge time. It's challenge time. The challenge room. Welcome, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the challenge room. Oh god, yeah. And this is where we set challenges for each other. Yeah. Um, basically, this week we spoke earlier in the week about our challenge because what we've done is we have challenged ourselves really yeah. to both make a song on a certain subject. And then we're going to battle the songs and see who's better. Oh, God. And we had to do it on a certain subject, so we chose... Goblins. Can I just say something before we carry on with this? I haven't got a, a, a single talented bone in my body, so and I've never used any kind of uh, editing... Nick is program. a humble electrician. He's not yeah. a musician. But, uh, I've never made... Oh, God. This is so bad, so I apologise. Neither am I, though. In advance. But we're going to play them now, and to determine who goes first, let's roll the dice and see who gets a high number. Okay, okay. Hi, right, let's try at the same time. Three, one, two, two, three. two, one. Oh, I got one. So I go first. You go first. Okay, so for my song, I decided to do it from the perspective of a goblin, and it is simply entitled, I'm a Goblin. <laughs> so here it is. 
I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. Steal your fucking loot, bitch, cause I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. I'll be your fucking gold, cause I'm a goblin. Give me some bread, bitch. I'ma make a sandwich. Get me some wizards, put the motherfuckers in the sandwich. I'm green, motherfucker, can't see me in the shrubbery. Hearing noises in the night, it's me in your cover, G. Creeping up on folk, eating all the bread. Hit a bitch with a club, use her as a sled. That's how we fucking do. We ain't nice to people. You know why, dude? Cause goblins neutral evil. I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. Steal your fucking loot, bitch. Cause I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. I'll be your fucking gold. Cause I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. I'm a goblin. Steal your fucking loot, bitch. Cause I'm a goblin. Yeah. I'm a goblin. Yeah. I'm a goblin. I'll be your fucking gold. Cause I'm a goblin. That was, that was I'm a goblin. That was a bit angry. Goblins are angry. They're known for their anger. Yeah, it's true, actually. I love it. Uh, it's great. Right, so let's go on with yours. Do you want to explain? Um, okay, so I like that we've both gone for like goblin attitude songs. Um, mine, yeah, mine's come from the perspective of a goblin as well, which is quite I really funny. thought that was going to be an original idea. Well, I really like, thought like, it's not going to be one from the perspective of a goblin. And I did. Right, so play yours. Uh, and mine's titled, <laughs> mine's titled uh, Who's That Goblin? What's that smell? La 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 Freaks like hell La 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 Who's that thing? La 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 It's goblin La 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 I'm a goblin and I'm living under your stairs I come out at night so you better be scared I'm a goblin so I chew and I bite You come at me bro we're having a fight I'm a goblin and I'll crack your bones, I'll snap your nose and tear your flesh and take your clothes. You can't touch me, I'm a goblin hose. Word. Well, you can tell, like, from that, the, the Nick's oh my vocal God. skills are sick. Well, I was singing it as a goblin, obviously. It was, well, I wasn't singing I should have done a voice, you know. <laughs> that's what that's what I think that's where yours succeeds where mine fails. Where it doesn't succeed, I think, is the production value. Shut up. I do not know how to use music editing programs at all. So that was a wow, song. That was awful. Yeah, so anyway, that's the song that might destroy this podcast. I think that's it. I think they, if if they didn't switch off before, during the Buddy in the Fire Brigade, they're definitely <laughs> turning off. Turn off now. I'm a goblin. No, that's your one. No, uh, yeah, my one. Um, but basically, that goblin I think what we want this. to do is people comment on this and vote for which one they like. Yeah, definitely, because there's, there's no way to decide. We'll do a poll. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, I'm fully aware that we stole this segment off Adam and Joe, okay? Right? Oops, sorry, guys. Sorry, Adam and Joe. Well, they're not going anymore anyway, so it's fine. I know where this is. Um, but yeah, yeah. Comment and and let us know which let's one, know which one wins. So yeah, we we'll, we'll, and we'll find out. Us well, next. Yeah, week. we'll find out who wins my one next week. Whatever. It's happening, mate. If I don't destroy the podcast, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna elevate it to yeah. new heights. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be buying that on single. Hey everybody, come gather around the fireside. 
I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right, I did it with my own two hands and my trusty six shooter, of course, but that's not the point. Point is, I beat him. I won. Fireside Tales. So this segment is Fireside Tales, where we talk about stories from our RPG experiences. Yeah. So do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to go first. My story is about my character, actually, um, Roland Foxcroft, um, who was... Um, oh, what, oh, what was this now? I'm over on the other side of the room having a drink. <laughs> I thought I could Sorry. sneak away, Sorry. but you started talking to me. And then this flop was like... <laughs> so my story this time is about uh, my character, actually, uh, Roland Foxcroft, one of my... Absolute, well, my fact, he's still alive. My favourite character of all time, I think. Um, uh, it was the one in Pathfinder. Do you remember when we were doing the Alice in Wonderland-esque type um, game? Yeah. And the Queen of Hearts. I think this was after <laughs> after the riot speaking with, with uh, that we spoke about in the last episode. Yes. Um, it was immediately after yeah. after that, and you guys came across the Queen of Hearts. She gave us her speech on what our quest was, and while it was going off, I had a I had like a little um, you know them apps you have on your phone when it's like a gun, and then you just press the screen and it makes a gunshot. I loved it, so I used to use that whenever I'd fire my weapon just because uh, I'm a bit sad <laughs> but, but I enjoyed it anyway and we're, the Queen's giving her big speech and everything and then all of a sudden I must have accidentally pressed the app and the, the fucking guns got off so I because I was the DM at the time I decided to um, keep that as canon that yeah. it actually happened in the game because Nick like, accidentally pressed his gun and I was like oh shit I probably jumped and, like, and everyone looked at me and then we just kept it in the game and it was absolutely classic with it but the funny thing is, is that happened actually like several times after because you always yeah. had to, you used to have the app open on your phone and it would constantly get you in trouble like you'd just be in a pub ordering a drink and suddenly your gun would go I'd off forget about it touch the screen and then and then yeah because I think all of our nights like suddenly turned on you because I fired yeah yeah it was but, brilliant. But that's my story this week. So mine this week is actually um, takes place uh, in Maid. Oh, brilliant! This is this is a nice. Uh, no, I really feel like I'm sitting around the fireside. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, what happened was is that um, let me get me blanket. As I've said before, um, the characters were trying to escort their new master through a dungeon, and in the dungeon were many traps. And I didn't just want to go for like simple traps, like oh, a bear trap, or you know, you step on a tile and some arrows go off, or whatever. Um, so I had this bit right where the master was having such a great time at seeing these maids overcome evil and all this stuff. Yeah. And he was having a wonderful time, and he was he was like dancing forward. He was looking around, looking up and to the left at, at like you know, oh that's a that's a nice tile up there or whatever. And he was just having a great time. He's like da 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 da, running through the dungeon, and he was like dancing towards this obvious giant red button in the floor. The floor was otherwise stone and oh, there was this shit. giant plastic red button. <laughs> and he's dancing towards it. And now suddenly um all of the all of the player characters see this and all the maids are trying to get in his way. They're trying to convince no, him. No, no. But they don't they don't want to lose favour, right? So they weren't physically restraining him. Oh, just, first. just they kind of rushing past him, trying like, to set him off in, in a yeah, different like, direction. Or they something. were rolling, cunning, and uh, trying to, you know, get him to go. Hey, look over here! Or they were trying to um, Master, quick. use affection, like you know, to, to say, a kiss, put him like. Oh, yeah, okay. but, um, and none of it was working. Shit. Everyone was failing. What bad rolls? Yeah, they were oh, getting more stress shit. points because they were failing shit. <laughs> and he was just dancing forward, dancing forward, and then they thought, "Fuck! Well, we better actually physically restrain him then, because the favor we lose is going to be worse if he hits this trap." Yeah. And um, so one of them, Techie, she gets her mop and tries to put it in his way. They're, they're gra- trying to grab him, 
all failing still. Just the worst run of luck I've seen in a while. <laughs> and they just continue to fail, fail, fail. And then suddenly, click, he hits the button. And he's Shit. standing on top of it. And they're like, oh, fucking hell. What's, what's going to happen? Yeah. And suddenly his phone rings, the master. And he looks <laughs> at it and he just has a sad expression on his face. He puts it back into his pocket and he just goes, oh, as he sees the phone. And all of the other player characters then go, you all right, mate? And he's like, no, I feel very sad. And they're like, what's wrong, mate? And he's like, my stock's just crashed. <laughs> oh, no. So that was why the button did. It made the stocks crash. He crashed his stocks. And that made it so that he was more in a bad mood, so he wouldn't award favour as, as, as well. Ooh, so that, that was, yeah, that was one like of my uh, more creative traps, I guess. Wicked. And that's my yeah, story. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> in a land far beyond your imagining, adventure waits. And down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing. Goblins, orcs, treasures, mountains of gold. Will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon? This is Adventure Calls. Available for $49.99.99. Available at all good retailers. So this segment is Adventure Call. Um, as, as we said before, prank calls are immature and they're for idiots. Childish, silly behaviour. Yes, so don't ever that's why do we're doing it. Exactly, that's why we're doing one. Fuck it. Don't ever do a prank call, but we've done one. But we've done one, sorry. Um, once again, last week I called up an insurance company pretending to be a fantasy dwarf. And in that same uh, run of calls, I didn't know that that one was good enough to be included in the show. Aye. So I did another one where I pretended to be um, a guy in a spaceship <laughs> calling an insurance company. Oh, you so, that again, did you? <laughs> yeah, it was a different one this time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here it is. This is the other call I recorded the other week. Brilliant. Hello, um, I am led to believe that you are able to deal with injuries at work. Are you able uh, to? Yes, yes. Okay, how would I go about claiming for an injury at work? Hello, I would like to speak... Uh, hello? Hi there. I would like to speak about an injury I received whilst on the job. Uh, yes, certainly, that's no problem at all. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about the incident, please? Basically, I am a cleaner. Um, I work for the Excelsior, and basically, whilst I was aboard the ship, we were boarded by alien brace brain worms, and I believe this to be a malfeasance on the part of my employer who did not install proper shields before going into space flight. Now, one of these worms burrowed its way into my head and I now believe certain things I did not believe before. And this is a big problem as you can probably gather. I can imagine. So That's an absolute disgrace. It absolutely so, so is. The, the, alien, the alien brain worms just planted um, uh, a seed in your head? How did, how did the alien brainworms actually well, instill it? Well, we were in uncharted space at the time, and thus I believe that these current worms are not known. We did, however, manage to capture a few and are currently experimenting on them. However, I, as the cleaner, were was uh, completely fucked. Sorry for my language, but as you can imagine, <laughs> it okay. was horrible. But fortunately, we did not come under attack by lasers, only brainworms. 
and and a hideous space beast known as Grub Throbnub, who had sex with our spaceship. But that was fine. We dealt with that. We, the, the, our robot um, buddy had to clean out the the cargo hold, which was covered with a disgusting effluvia. It is um, spelled. Is that correct? That's correct, but it is spelt in a dialect ununderstandable by humans. Mm, I understand. Not being okay, one well, myself, it would take me. It would take me seventeen years to explain to you the language used to be able to properly write that down. So we do not have time, my good man. Nonetheless, no, we don't have time, unfortunately. No. Oh, well, never mind. I'll, I'll make a note of that anyway. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think we can help you with that. Okay, in that case, what you need to do is meet me on Jupiter's moon. And you need to do that tomorrow at six o'clock. Be there. Certainly, sir. Yes, that sounds like a plan to me. My name is Quasar... My name is Quasar Starfighter, by the way. Nice to meet you. Quasar Starfighter. All you need to bring... Nice to meet you, too. Is, is uh, All you need to bring is some basic supplies. You will need rations for two days. You will need a blanket. And you will need a laser blaster of at least 3d6 damage. Okay, I think I can do that. That sounds like a plan. Righto. I will see you then upon the Equinox. Upon the Equinox. Sounds good, Quasar. I look forward to our meeting. You are a good man. Such such are rare to find in the galaxy nowadays. Destroy your employer. Thank you very much. I like your style. Goodbye. Thank you, Quasar. I shall see you in two days. See you in two days. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I like your style. Yeah. Does he say be there in two days or I'll be square? I think so. Um, but, so yeah, that was that was the phone call. <laughs> that was good, man. I like that guy. I like that the fact that he, wicked. I like the fact that he went along with it. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's so a cool guy. If you're listening, thanks, 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 guy. Okay, so uh, next up we have got this is and uh, goodbye. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. This is the part of the show where we do a letter. Yeah, we get letters in from our lovely listeners and and we we read them out, innit? So you can send us Electro Letters in many ways. That is email, Facebook, Google+. We'll go through all that at the end, but that's not the point. What's the first question? Uh, So our first letter's coming from a friend of the show, Zach the Jenk Jenkins. Hi, Jack. uh, Hi, Hi, Zach. It's Jack. Jack. <laughs> and um, he's asked a couple of questions for us this week. Thank you. Uh, he says, how do you feel about power gaming? Um, and in games like Call of Cthulhu, uh, is power gaming possible? So power gaming is also known as min-maxing, and it is basically... Um, oh, I do know. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the practice of minimising aspects that you One don't use. like um, and maximising ones that you that you're going to use a lot for the reason that um it, make, it makes you win it's not cheating but it's generally frowned upon because it's it's um the antithesis to role playing and that's why a lot of people frown on it right personally i think a dm who can't deal with power gamers isn't worth his weight in salt basically right um 
basically a lot of people try and do this where, there's, where ways, there's ways of dealing with you power you can gamers. always tell because let's say for instance right we were playing Pathfinder mm. right and you guys you know get to a point where you level up and you get to pick like a new feat for your character you can tell the power gamer because he will spend hours reading every entry to make sure he's got the best one James uh. <laughs> if you want to know who James is um, he was on episode 3 he's a great guy and he is a bit of a power gamer Okay, let's let's call it, don't say okay. You know he is. I don't really shit. I don't oh, just, but he no, he is a little bit, and he he likes to always get the best out of every situation. Okay, and the thing is, he's gonna kill you. No, but he, the thing is, you know, I, I don't see it necessarily as a problem. No, because he's not breaking the game. He is operating from within the rules. It's frowned upon, and I wouldn't do it myself. But I do think that he. Doesn't, he doesn't manage to break the game because although his character is powerful and although he picks the best option at all times it doesn't break it because I create scenarios based on what you guys are doing anyway based on your characters I, ba I, I think about what your characters are made of and I'll basically sort of use that to create my scenarios so yeah. I know what your weaknesses and your strengths are and I'll play to those if I want a challenge yeah, yeah. you know or I want it to be fun then mm -hmm. I'll make it based on that so in that that regard it's like okay people can power game all they like it doesn't it really 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 doesn't matter because you can still create challenging scenarios yeah we've never had any of our games break so no exactly if you're with a DM that's perhaps um, new and inexperienced don't be a fucking power gamer don't try and break the game and don't be a cock basically because that that can be bloody difficult to deal with and, and apparently a lot of people do it so um you know if if you're with a new guy then it's then then go easy on him exactly like... they might have trouble with it yeah but if you're with an experienced dm they should be fine and with it. Else, anyone that they with want. Yeah. yeah cool and his second question is i've never heard of twat being anything other than an alternative to cunt pussy or vagina um, what are some other terms that seem innocuous for brits that might be offensive in other countries I don't know, mate. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. I haven't been to enough countries to know. I've never been anywhere like else. Since Actually, I do. I do have one. Okay. Um, you know, if you were to eat a biscuit with chocolate chips in it, what would you call it? A cookie. Right. And in Hungary, the word for penis <laughs> is cookie. <laughs> oh, dear. So that's quite similar. I bet there's loads. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Don't say that in Hungary. Don't. I suppose it's quite oh, you funny. Get a penis. Oh, that was quite funny as well. Another word is like, we in America, a fag is completely different to oh the yeah words. of course I didn't even think of that Over yeah because we uh, here fag is a sign for cigarette, cigarette yeah. and people just say it normally I'm like, going out for a fag yeah you want a fag do you want a fag I want a fag fags for everyone yeah and in America like, that's really all it's a bad word so don't it? say that in America no but, but it's fine over here just hanging out the window having a fag share your fags what does that mean you can share your fags over here yeah. So yeah, there those you go. are those are two. That's we one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Buffalo soldier looks like I told ya. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. Rough deck, so we gotta check the law and abide. Watch your step. We'll flex and get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let you look react. You don't wanna see my hand where we hit me at. Cool. Next questions in from James Pumpkin Clark, um, and he's. First question is: Have you ever forgotten anything vital to your game as a DM or a character? Um, if so, did you just imp uh, improvise or did you cancel or, or abandon that part of it? Um, yes, plenty of times. Um, I've often forgotten major 
bosses where I've made character sheets for them. Shit. One yeah. week. Yeah, and I've forgotten it. And I, I forgot a big map that. that was quite important the other day, didn't I? Yeah, but then you can always describe that, so it's fine. I mean, I once spent a whole day doing all my campaign materials and left them at home, and then James had to give me a lift home to go and get them. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, I've done, it, I've done it plenty of times, and I've never abandoned that part of the game because often I felt I, I, the reason I fucking made it is because it's integral and when it comes down to when I get there I haven't abandoned it but I've come up with something on the spot you instead can, you can shimmy around it for the time being yeah so like um, there was a boss in GURPS called um, Ruby and when you guys fought her in the end I didn't have a character sheet on the first day that we fought her Oh, because right. I left at home. Oh, right. And um, what I we ended up no doing yeah, was I had my generic NPC um, stats, and I used that, but I bulked a few of them up and just quickly went through the book and got some um, extra advantages and disadvantages to make it a bit more personal. Feet on your feet. Yeah, nice. that's what I did. And it worked. We didn't mm. know. We don't know. Sweet. Uh, and he's put, uh, so his next question is, as a DM, have you ever lost sleep or been super stressed over preparation or potential outcome of a session? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> when I first started, I was well stressed out. But I think that was... Um... Nick, uh, actually, I had to go around his house twice to sort of... We had a bit of a counselling session, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Where it was you going, I don't know how to DM, and I was giving you tips and stuff. Yeah. you got you got to just be positive. But every time I run a game, I lose sleep over it. And it's not because I'm stressing, it's because I keep on coming up with ideas, yeah, and I'm constantly same. thinking of them. That's what and I I'll do. Just be, I'll be laying awake at night thinking of fucking goblins. Constantly. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, all right. No, I mean, thinking of... Goblins putting goblins in the game. Yeah, <laughs> not fucking them. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> come here. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. That's 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 when some of my best ideas have come to me. Either, uh, when I've been just about to fall asleep. But it's terrible, it, man. man. I'll be like I awake till like fucking four in the morning. I like, I like that. I thought I sleep quite easily. <laughs> no, not, I, 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 not me, man. Just oh. thinking of dungeons and shit constantly. But yeah, all the time is the answer, James. I can get you help. I'll be laying awake at night thinking of fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Uh, next question is from Darren Banks. Darren! It's the DB. DB, it was his birthday the yeah, big bank. last weekend. So the like, banker. Um, and Darren Bank asks... Uh, Darren Bank. Darren Bank, that's because you fucking D-Bank. <laughs> D-Bank asks, do you secretly hate a member of your group? Um, well, actually, no. only now, all of them. Now I was about to say, now we're both here. I might as well tell you. Wait, me? I hate you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we. That's why we. Um, no, we don't. We don't hate anyone. I think it's no, definitely not, because we've been playing for this long and we still ain't fallen out yet. So. Well, yeah, we're such good mates, but there are people that you know harbour secret resentment for their other players. Um, like in other groups and that, but but they don't want to say because it's so hard to get a group of RPG players together. They're precious. Don't yeah, lose I've them. heard like a lot of stories about people that just fucking hate each other, but they play together each other. Just week so they can game with someone. Because they don't, uh, otherwise, there's no deal. What else will I do? Roll dice yeah. against the wall? <laughs> oh, yes. Right, okay, yeah, so there you go. Uh, no, we're all, we all get on very well. Uh, next question is do you get drunk whilst playing whenever I can? Yeah. Um, yes, we do. When we, we do. can? If I'm not driving, I'm drinking, if I'm, unfortunately, if I'm driving. And I usually have a few beers. The thing about um, British guys, right, is that, is that when having a few beers, right, it doesn't mean having two beers and, like, just relaxing. Oh, no. If you're meeting up with mates and you're having a few beers, that means you're going to Monk Town, yes. and it's an excuse to get utterly fucked up. 
Wait, why, why, is, why, why is that with us lot? I don't know. It's like, oh, do you want to go and see a match on a Wednesday afternoon? Yeah, it's an excuse to get the fighting juice in me. It's like, you know, like, and it's a big brute food. It's like, oh, well, you know when you go on holiday? Yeah. You can sit in the airport at 8 o'clock in the morning and have a beer, and it doesn't matter. Do you think anybody else in the world thinks that way? But everyone does it in, in, in England. It's always a laugh. And his last question is, um, <laughs> do you ever have girls in your team? These put, uh, they are the humans with boobs, by the way. Uh, ah, I've heard about those. Mm. I like them. <laughs> I've seen them in movies. Uh, do we ever have girls? No. We haven't in our group, but I have played with the girls before. Oh, how did that go? Uh, sexy. Oh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, went, um, it was my wife DMing, and I've explained on episode three about how she had an argument with my mate James, and... Uh, Oh yeah, she, was a, bit, like, she was a bit of a killer DM. You're poisoned. That was fine. That's all right. Women are people too, Darren. Yeah, we all play. We have, but we know we haven't any girls in our group because we're scared of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Platform, and plus, I get a plus one on my javelin. Hello, oh, start again. Hello, <laughs> hello, start again. Uh, speaking of ladies, um, our next question is coming in from uh, friends of the show, Jeanette Giraffe. Uh, she has asked, What was the least expected action taken by a character in a game you played or ran? Because I, I have a really good answer to this because there was. To give you a very, very quick explanation, we want to do a whole podcast on this, but Colin, one of the um, characters in our Pathfinder game, he was a cleric, and he had a deck of many things, and that is a highly powerful magical item that does unbelievable random shit when you put a card out. Um, you could die instantly, you could get an amazing load of wealth transported to another dimension. We, he, he basically had it, and we just thought that he's never ever going to use this. Anyway, he was in a hallucinatory battle against his biggest foe, but because it was hallucinatory, his biggest foe was riding on a Harley Davidson through the sky whilst he rode on a dragon, <laughs> and they were fighting each other. And then he realised that he was fighting a losing battle, so he just jumped off backwards. And bearing in mind, in that universe, if he died in the hallucinatory world, he would die in real life. Reals. Yeah. Because his mind would implode. And he just jumped backwards into the darkness. Oh like he, God, The God. ground was so far away, he couldn't even see it, and he just jumped off backwards. And he went, yeah, that's how I'd spend my turn. And we were like, fuck it out, right? You, you're doing that? And he's like, yep. And we're like, Ryan, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to kill your character. And he's like, don't worry, I've got a plan. Oh, yeah. We were all waiting, we were waiting. And then he was like, deck of many things! And he's like, whoa! Yeah, and then he pulled a card out, and we just thought, this could end the game right now. And then he instantly regretted it, didn't he? He was yeah. like, oh shit, have I done the wrong thing? Yeah, because that could have ended the whole game, right there and then, like yeah. six months of progress. Everyone's kind of shifted in their seat a little bit, was like, yeah. mm, let's see how this turns out. Yeah, it was, it was, that, was, <laughs> that, that was a moment. Pretty unexpected action. It worked all right, that was fucking brilliant. It worked we'll out, yeah, about it, we, we asked the story for another day, but story for another somebody day. using an, a game-ending item just on a whim because that's got to be a bit scared <laughs> yeah <laughs> brilliant um, so I, uh, yeah that was that's brilliant thanks Jeanette thanks Jeanette as always you the man uh, next question is coming from Sean Hunt and he has asked um, are there any settings or games that you don't like also have you played the Game Boy version of Savage Worlds Savage Land um, I think that's a piss take because <laughs> it's Mario World and Mario Land on the Game Boy Oh, right. But um, settings of games that I don't like, I don't know if there's any that I specifically dislike, really, but I'm not that big a fan of AD&D, which is D&D's second edition. <sighs> but I just found that he had far too many um, rules that 
disturbed the fun of the game. Okay. It was constantly, oh yeah, what's the specific rule for this? Let's spend four hours fucking rolling and stuff like this. And it's oh, like, that's makes it really uh, disjointed. Yeah, and it sort of, everything, well, the flow of everything had to stop really quickly. Now, I'll check that. No, I've got a mate who plays this and only this. That's all he does is play AD and D. That's it. That's what role playing is. That's his bag, and he loves it. And he, so he literally is. I'll go and play D and D. Yeah, and he's, but so he can get into it and like play it with a bit massive flow because he's been playing it since he was like two with his family. <laughs> like, but if you're if you're a new player trying to pick it up, it's fucking impossible. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. There's too much good stuff out there now. Yeah, too way much too good much stuff that actually flows. Way know? too much good stuff out there. Fuck D and D. Me personally, or maybe because you've been burnt by shit games when you first started, that you've kind of guided us. So we weren't quite clear because. I didn't know anything about RPGs until mm. I met you, and I haven't played a shit game, so I've been quite lucky. <laughs> yeah, you, we've only played good systems. Okay, and our next question is coming from John Snow. Hi, John. Um, I don't know if it's the John Snow. Oh no, it's the turtle, John Snow. Uh, that's Sick, coming a turtle listens to this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty That's fun. my dream. Good. That's my dream right there. We've made it. Once we, we said that, didn't we? Once, Once we've infiltrated the animal kingdom. And a turtle or a budgerigar listens to it, then we know we've done all right. Possibly a zebu, but only under <laughs> extreme circumstances. <laughs> a zebu? Zebu. Okay, what's that? I think it might be a fantasy animal. Or is it literally a zebra and an emu? John Snow the turtle has asked, what's your favourite D&D edition? Pathfinder. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as I've said in a previous episode, um, it depends on what school of thought you're from. Some people that like war games like 4th edition, some people um, prefer the purity of AD&D or the sort of like uh, fast-flowing fun of D&D 3.5. Pathfinder is D&D 3.5 with the problems ironed out. And in my humble opinion, it's the perfect one. But that just means it's perfect for me. It's my first experience with fantasy and I can't fault it in any kind of way. I loved it. It was great. It's just got a different name, but it's basically D&D. &D. But um, I, I, for me, it's perfect, but it might not be perfect. Okay, so if you had to pick a D&D, &D, then? If I had to pick a D&D &D that wasn't Pathfinder? Yeah. 3.5. Okay, there you go. Um, but I've heard Fifth is quite good. I haven't played it yet. Ooh, there you go, then. Something yeah. interesting. Live action role playing. Thunderbolt. Uh, 3,000 in the critical. Thunder Dark out critical. Thunder! Thunder! Thy arts are slain. So it looks like Nick has left the room to pursue a piss break. Um, so you stuck with... What? Oh, um, he's gone into my toilet and has realised the light is broken. Uh, I've got into... Okay, look. Listen, guys. I've got a, I've got a level with you. Um, I'm worried about Nick. Um, he is definitely too stupid for his own good um, and I'm worried that one day he's going to try to cook a meal for himself and he's just going to um, burn his house down. I think your vocal's broken in there. It is. I've kept these guys entertained while you've been gone. I was going to say, what the fuck was you saying? I could hear mumbling in there. I wasn't mumbling. I could hear... Blah, 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 blah. No, I was just telling him what a great guy you are. No, you didn't. I said, no, I did. He said, I've got to tell you something. And I was like, then I was like, Pete, I could hear what you were saying. Just go and get a water, man. My name's also Alan Rickman. No, I'm Alan. No, I'm, no, no. I'm the real Alan Rickman. No, right, I'm Alan Rickman. Our next question is coming from friend of the show, Matty Stark. 
Oh, it's the Stark monster. Here he is. He's back. He's back. Thank God for that. Yeah. Where were you, Matt? Cheers, bud. Um, And he's asked, uh, there are, uh, oh, here here are some from RPG A Day. So do you know what this is? No. This is quite cool. I didn't really, it was when I just came onto Google Plus, actually. And I think Jamie from um, Wild Die and um, the Dorks was doing it. And I'm not sure if some other people were doing it. And it's basically like, um, I think it was like every day of the month, you had to, there was a question about RPGs and then you had to um, answer them basically. So it got you talking and stuff and things like that. And it was, it was when I first came on though, so I just kind of got the very end of it, so I didn't really quite pick it up. But, um, so these are some questions from it, so this is cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so first question is, uh, what character moment are you most, uh, are you proudest of? I've got to say, I think it was my most recent one actually. I had a couple that I was thinking of like with my old characters in that, but the epic showdown between me and the rest of the characters mm-hmm. the rest of the players yeah that was that was incredible one of my finest moments and that I think, was one of my best best moments for me because I think I, I think I role played it well I think that it had mine good, did really well both of you did really well yeah it had good like dramatic tension oh. we, it made sense within our characters I th- and it was a really 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 cool fight as it well was really so cool. I think that that worked out I like that so, and the first ever boss in my game was my own character well, the one of my like, the own characters in my game which was absolutely brilliant yeah but then an NPC so it's quite interesting so mine uh it's, it's kind of two, but the same thing, if you know what I mean. So the first one was when Roland died, and then you guys and one of my characters that I had to roll Guy... Uh, guy? Guy? I rolled Guy Playfair, um, and because uh, Roland had died, and uh, when we all went back in time to basically get Roland back. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, and so getting my character back again, which was unreal by going through time and then that same game when it finished and everyone else died bar Roland and he jumped he had to make a decision and do you remember if I had made one decision it would have carried uh, Call of Cthulhu would have continued and if I jumped through the mirror and made the other decision Pathfinder started and I picked Pathfinder well it wasn't yeah well it wasn't quite right actually because what I was going to do was either you could go through the mirror to yeah. the Pathfinder world or I, I was going to do uh, run a mech game called that's Terrible. right sorry yeah that's so, so, um, yeah it was like uh, it was a choice between two sisters, that's right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't even know. So yeah, you jumped into the soft I was proud of that, so I decided to go. And you, so Roland was the first character of our group ever. First character to die. I ever made. And and he was the first character to, to die. die. Yeah. And he the was only the character that, that lived back. for the longest. And he's still alive. Yeah. And he was the only character to come back through time. And enter two different systems as yeah. well. And oh yeah, and then go yeah, move over from Call of Duty to Path. That was. He was pretty cool. His second question from Matt is, uh, what story does your group tell about your character? Okay, yeah, so what's, uh, does that mean, like, what do you guys talk about my character, like, if I'm there or, like, not there or stuff? You know, like, oh, best thing ever. Funny enough, and whenever I talk about <laughs> Roland, I always say that he, he's, he's basically like Harry Potter, he's the boy who lived. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he just, he, he died, came back, and then lived for all that time, like mm-hmm. you said. So I, I always tell people about that, because I thought it was an amazing feat that you managed to survive for that oh, long. Especially in Cthulhu. Um, yeah, that's a meat grinder of a game as well, isn't it? Is yeah. it a noun for that? It is, isn't it? You, yeah, yeah, it is a meat grinder. Characters die like, pretty quick. You sort of have to create characters all the time. So yeah. you survive not only Cthulhu, but Pathfinder. And he's still going. I couldn't yeah. bring him back. He's amazing. So, the thing is, he did go for a bit of a change. By the end of it, he had one orc arm, didn't he? Yeah, he had one orc arm. He had a hat that was burned and fused to his fused head. Fused to his like head. Home alone. He had a small uh, fox and a cape and also a young 
child that thought he was a, she was a psychiatrist that used to follow her sit on his shoulder yeah. by the end. That was, that was awesome. brilliant. Yeah. <clears throat> and his last question is, uh, beyond the game, what's involved in an ideal session? Ooh, good question. If, uh, I think, so, so like what? Like beers, snacks? I think so, yeah, time. Beers, snacks, people constantly. Time. I, I know it sounds really lame, but commitment as well. Yeah, totally. Because um, I don't like it when people show up for one session. And then if you're doing one shots, fine. Yeah. Right? But if you're doing a long campaign, the people that just drop in and drop out. Oh, what? Yeah, you've got to be committed. Can't have that. Yeah, you got, and people do it, man. So you've got to stay committed. I've yeah. had groups fall apart all the time because it was just irregular and like party members would just fuck off for, for a week and then come back. Really? It's a bit, it's a bit, a bit of a lame answer because it's quite serious. Snacks, but... no, but you've got to have good snacks in. I think a, good, a nice bit of time as well. Like, um, you can't just, you can't just sit down for a I think it's got to be at least Three, three or hours. more hours. I think three hours is your is your, is your good time. Four ideally, but three to four hours is your golden kind of because window of three, gameplay. Three to get is too right small, in. man. You can you can really if you're playing a game that's quite slow or whatever, you can you can only scratch the surface. We've had games. We've had sessions where we've done nothing. Fuck all. Chatted, but it's been like within the game. But it's yeah, been yeah. incredible. And what some of the best some of the best sessions have been where we've not actually. You could spend three hours planning. Just one fucking encounter, man. I mean, We've done that. I mean, look at the casino. So you've got to have time. I think that's job. probably the most important one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Time. There you go. If you've got no snacks and beer, it'll still be fun. As long as you've got time. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's good. That's good answer. Good, really good question. And our next question is coming from Gaza. Friend Gaz. of the show. Gaz. Want some beats? McCullum. The Big Mac. The Big Mac. Mega Mac. Mega Mac. Uh, he's asked, what do you do for day jobs? Nick is a... Rent boy. Um, <laughs> for anyone living outside the UK, that means male prostitute. <laughs> I am. Um, shut up, you dear. <laughs> Sorry. He's not. He only does that part time now. I was going to say, yeah. Full time. What? Full time. What do you do? Full time. I am a electrician. Uh, and not. I am a carer. Yeah. Uh, next question is. Um, I heard it rains a lot in England. Do you have hats with built-in umbrellas? If those were fashionable to wear, I would wear one. They look practical. But they don't look cool. No. And I'm a very cool guy, Nick. <laughs> so, no. So what can I do? So what no, can I do, man? What can you do? Cool, but you've got a wet head. <laughs> wet heads are cool, man. Oh, oh they're in. Oh, there you go. Nick, 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 Harrison number one. Fuck off, what is this? I don't swear on my podcast. Jeez. Mystery voice. <laughs> I'm laying on the floor. It's a mysterious, <laughs> it's a mysterious episode. Um, okay, so Gaz's next question is, can you put your wives on the show and have them tell us what you think of you and your new show oh, and how the new fame has possibly changed you? <gasps> oh, well, wife. Well, wifey. We've got Harrison's wife sitting right in front of me. So, so that's change, us. That's change, us, really pops. Change me or Harrison? Uh... Uh, well, I think Harrison, Mr. 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 Big Time over there, Mr. World, Mr. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Body laid on the floor. Has so, become a total bastard since. Uh... Yeah, absolute creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, no, um, no. It's going to sound really lame, though, isn't it? Because I actually thought Harrison sounded really hot. <laughs> but my girlfriend, uh, girlfriend's married now. But my wife's like, oh god, he sounds awful. No, um, not really. 
<laughs> oh no, I've, I've, I've made I've made Carmen um, listen to the podcast. And did you know? What? I think when I first put on, she was. I think that she must have been like, "Oh my god, what's this going to be like?" But then after a little bit, she's like, "Actually, it's quite funny." Yeah, no, I listened <laughs> to it while I was like, working. Oh. Yeah, well, it we was got some good, good compliments from uh, well, Ryan's. Ryan's missus is a listener, so yeah. oh, Lawns, so that's good. We should put that on the. Um... Like on the page, we should just put in quotations, quite funny, Nick's wife. It's <laughs> <laughs> great show, yeah. No, I, I really appreciate yeah. this. Um, I've, I've only played D&D a couple of times and... Uh, Are you going to play with us then, now? Yeah? Uh, I'm not going to be a killer DM, mate. That's my wife. Yeah, sorry, mate, that's it, a problem. <laughs> are you gonna be, you're not going to be a killer DM, though, are you again? Uh, no, I might be a maid. Promise? Ooh. Yes. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> very nice. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Millie, everyone. Pleasure. Woohoo! Go away. Get out. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just a man walking down the street, and here I come, and I'm looking Oi, fuck up. off. Oh, shut up. What? I'm a fucking northerner. Give us your fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Oh, you got podcasts on it. <laughs> got any good ones? Well, only tabletop twats. Shut the fuck up. And Gary says, and considering you read out anything on the show, read this. Okay, here we go. I, Nick Lowney, take Hugh Harrison Hunt to be my lawfully wedded podcaster to heaven to hold for this day forward. You're not holding me. For better and for worse, worse. For richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. Oh dear. Thanks, mate. What is it with these fucking. Why, why is it Jamie started this? Because he said to everybody, Honestly, you lot, send them anything, they will read out anything. And Gary's already been testing the water since we started. I just don't like. I just don't like how uncomfortable that made me feel. That's that's my main problem. I know. Me too. I feel a bit eerie. This could kill our podcast. No, it won't, man. The <laughs> podcast already died when we did those songs. Oh yeah, that's true. Nobody's listening. That's anymore. why it's the mysterious podcast. Um, okay. Thanks, Gaz. As always, keep them coming in, mate. <laughs> uh, all done. Do what you like. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, right. Next one is from the winner. It's Manuel Sams. 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 It's Mr. Manuel Sams. It's the big man. The big winner. The um, okay, so he's asked props at the table, yay or no? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Props are great. If you can, I like it. Not necessary, but yeah, if you can, why not? I mean, you, you improvised, used a little decoration, it was a white giant tree, really worked. Oh, yeah. And uh, well, I, I suppose you could argue that an, often that, that maps are a prop. Suppose, but in a way, but I mean, yeah, I would, I love, I would love it, man. If I we have a dice tray that we roll into a ceremonial dice tray, yeah, yeah, and if we had a dice towel, we would use the fuck. We haven't there. got a dice towel yet. Actually, funny you should mention dice towels because I entered a competition that Stephen Dragonspawn had posted on G Plus for a really, really nice. Dice towel, I'm sure it's Stephen, I'll double check, but I'm sure it was. Lovely dice towel, it's a competition to win it, and it's like all wood and it lifts up. And, nice. Oh, it's lovely, yeah, I'll show it to you after. We're we better win that, Stephen. Yeah, we really want to win. No, it's not his competition. Oh. <laughs> He's ended it as well, I think. But yeah, don't win it, Stephen. Go on to uh, go on to Nerds International and go on to um, check that out, because uh, you need to enter as well, it's very nice. But yeah, we haven't got a dice towel yet, have we? But we've got a, we've got a tray. But yes, um, we would like to use props if if we could, like, you we know. We do, we use them on the fly as well, to be fair. Like, I mean, there was something on the shelf at mine once that was a person a little jelly cube and that's what a bad guy was in one of our games wasn't it yeah, just kind of yeah. grabbed it and used it so yeah when we can we will um, and next bit is battle maps none simple paper or elaborate terrain models like paper crafts and stuff like that the the only thing I would say is I think it depends on the skill of the person making it yeah not in like a shitty way but yeah it depends on how much time you have how good an artist you are whether or not you want to put in that something effort. you can print off I think I've seen and you fold it all together and stuff but, but you know what even if you even if you had if you drew your battle maps right mm -hmm. definitely have battle maps if the game requires it right mm -hmm. obviously but 
if you don't want to draw it, don't. Just draw a box on the piece of paper and just put, um, write the word desk in it. Doesn't matter. That's it. As long as people know where shit is, then that's fine. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and draw these elaborate things, then then do because people enjoy it. And it's amazing some of it. But if you if you can't be asked doing that, it really doesn't matter. There's there's been times. Remember when I was really strapped for time and I've taken like five seconds to draw a map. Just a little bit. I mean, some of my stuff's really just like I got in from work and had half an hour to quickly knock something up just to show everybody where they were. But it, it, it works, and no one cares. It's just it, all it really is is to help the imagination. Cause, yeah, because so, you can just imagine it. Spark the imagination, so I say. But it's good. Uh, yeah, and the last one is it's a weird one. Who is the real Alan Rickman? What the hell? What does that come up again? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Maybe it's code word. Alan might be a German thing. Is he? Was he a footballer? Table top <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. And um, our last question is coming from uh, Barry Holland, my my brother-in-law. Bless him. Big bad, uh, big bad, big bad bass. Yeah. And he's uh, he's asked if someone buy if someone buys a copy of Hamlet, takes it back in time to Shakespeare, he then rewrites it and claims it as his own. Then through the years, the book ends up in the same bookshop and is bought. And his ball, and then taken back in time. Who actually wrote Hamlet? Let's write that. Oh, that's quite. That's pretty. Cool. That's, that's pretty confusing. Right. But he's actually quite close to the truth, Barry. Shakespeare didn't write a lot of what he claimed to write. Look it up. Read about it. It's oh my god. Conspiracy. It's a conspiracy podcast. I had a doobie once, and now I believe this. You, I knew you had a fucking foil hat. I thought I saw one on the shelf over there. That is fashionable. Stop, Nick stops the aliens. Stops the aliens. Keeps it cool. Keeps it classy. No more voices. Um, <laughs> good question, Barry. Cheers, Baz. Keep coming in, buddy. You the Barry. You the Baz. So that's all the questions. And lastly, I'd like to thank uh, Lee Shepanick. Shepanick. I might have got that wrong. Might have butchered definitely. your name. Sorry, I've definitely butchered your name. Sorry, Nick. That's my name. Sorry, Lee. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I got it wrong. Sorry, Lee. But anyway, we'd like to say thank you because he's was the so he wrote the books that we spoke about in um, the last podcast, uh, the Savage Worlds, War of the Dead, and World of the Dead. Um, he got in touch and uh, and so thanks very much. And he's actually got a Kickstarter out which I backed, which is the Apocalypse uh, Campaign Guide, which is pretty cool. Nice. It's uh, again, it's Savage Worlds. It's a dual book. Um, it's one is a rule tool kit and the other is a setting compendium for running a variety of apocalypse style games in Savage Worlds so Lee is a little bit of a genius pretty so cool go yeah. on to his kickstarter actually it's a free advertising no right. you have to pay us don't go to his kickstarter hold on do go to his kickstarter because he linked our podcast you div ah idiot. do go there please do go there or don't but no he is, he is no, very good at what he does he's very cool man it's, it's, it looks good I'm really looking forward to his kickstarter um, and yeah he said that he'd send us um, send us over a fake game to look at I think it's um, Daring Comics which is pretty cool so I'm Sweet. looking forward to that so we're going to check that out as well thanks Lee oh perfect and <laughs> <laughs> my name is Paul Shoshé and when I'm not writing RPGs about slaves and my bed is a master I'm listening to the tabletop twats. I don't even know what the fuck it was. That was. I like that. <laughs> Lastly, I'd just say a massive, I'd like to say a massive thank you to David Scott, the um, the very knowledgeable savage man. That's he's a savage man. Hell. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking this! You got me laughing now. Sorry. I'd like to thank, and lastly, I'd like, I'd like to, to thank Mr. Savage. <laughs> I'd like to keep it savage, savage. I'd like to thank one of the one of the savage. Oh, <laughs> 
And last, this has got loads about things. And lastly, I'd like to thank David Scott, Savage, David Scott Savage from over on the Savage Worlds GM Hangout, who mentioned our show. They pimped our show, which was lovely. Oh, uh, nice. Really nice of him. Yeah. So thanks a lot, David. Thank you, David. That was awesome. And Keep it savage. Savage. As you will have heard at the beginning of the pod, we're part of the Nerds International Network of Guys. And those Over on are Jamal. a bunch of creative guys that make awesome projects um, relating to nerd stuff. Yeah. And we wanted to talk about, because it's got a new logo and it's really cool, is the uh, Murder Hobo Show, which is Eric. Eric! Lamaroos, um, he's his thing. He's got loads, loads of brilliant. Um, there's tutorials on there for Fantasy Grounds, which I need to check out because I'm yeah. So if you want to start gaming online, playing tabletop RPGs, yeah, pals. Yeah, I think he's started yeah. a Rippers game. He's got um, tutorials, and he's got like he's uploaded some like some playthroughs on there as well. Yeah, yeah, there's some playthroughs. I'm sure there is, and then he's and also he's yeah, like I said, he's started a Rippers game soon as well, which is pretty cool. So yeah, go check it out. He's, and and also yeah, I've got to say that the um, the logo was done by Eric Quigley, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really really cool, really really cool. So that's the Murder Hobo show. Uh, hello, it's me, John Dupree. That's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> um, uh, so that was another episode of Tabletop Dick Mittens. And we would like to say thanks for getting this far. I can't believe you're still listening. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with you? I doubt, What's wrong is, with I you? doubt there are many people listening. Uh, so yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us, then um, please do, because please do. we respond yeah. to most things that we get sent. Yeah, if you're not absolutely. a natter, we'll respond to you. Yeah, so, yeah, except for that person that keeps sending nappies. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, you weirdo. Yeah, we don't like them. But um, apart from that, anything apart else... Apart everyone else is really cool. So yeah. you can get in touch with us on Jamal, and the address is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Yep. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Which is at tabletoptwats. Or on Facebook at forward slash tabletop T. So that's how we'll do, motherfuckers. And we pretty much live now over on uh, G+. <laughs> yeah, so search for us on International. Google+. Plus. We're well. in there now. Yeah, check us out on the G+. And um, yeah, come and say hi to everyone at the network. Uh, there's loads going on there. Also, so I wanted to say, send us your stories and send us... <coughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Also? Send us... Also, I want to say, send us your stories and send us your photos and pictures as well yeah because I want to see that like I, I was thinking about that last your week. games would be nice yeah like take a picture of, of like some some games that you've been playing or your table your yeah, maps your or setup. mini painting that you've done anything yeah, anything you like we, we want to see it. that stuff because yeah. it's I always find it cool to see what it's other people do as well. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. And um, the stories are cool um, as well. Like we got Jeanette's yeah. one, but we want some more funny ones as well. So yeah. send, send, keep shit like that coming to yeah, us. Yeah, we love, love it. it. We really do. That's not really a funny ending though, is it, Nick? That's more of a, just a plea. It's just a plea for content. Please or contact. Yes, please. Somebody contact us. We've been trapped inside this beholder for a long time. Please, it stinks. It stinks in here. Fuck um, you now. Get me out of here. I think that'll do. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Goodbye, everyone. Laters. Chicken McBosh. <laughs> <laughs>
It's me, Alan Rickman. The fuck? That Harrison that you do this stupid cast pod with is actually a space criminal. So, Alan, how the fuck do we stop him? We're going to travel through time to a point where he was weaker and shoot him in the noggin. Where are we going? Neo Tokyo. <laughs> place is amazing. It's just Neo Tokyo. According to my chronolocator, we traveled 800 years into the future. Do you not find that more impressive than a flying taxi? Yeah. Oh shit, ow, where's this guy? Coming over. Oh god. Send you all long, money my Sorry mate, I only speak English. What's he saying now? Oh, he's asking for change. Give me a minute. Marjane Bhutachan. Hi. Doko Kaniiti. Wulong Janai. Sorry Nick, uh, I forgot to give you this. A Bluetooth headset? It's a universal translator. Whoa, so I'll be able to understand any language? Actually, just English and Japanese. It's early in development. Anyway, look at that club across the street. Batu Sakuso? Yes, uh, it's actually Harrison's club, and as I said, we've gone 800 years into the future, so it means we've travelled to a point where he's a powerful crime boss, but hasn't yet entered his unkillable cell regen phase. So, we stand a chance? Yes, indeed, Nick. Or more accurately, no. We need to get you a weapon first. Then we'll stand a chance. <laughs> Come, there's a munitions convening round the corner. weapon shop and buy a gun. Well, wow. what sort of gun should I get? Whatever type you're comfortable with. You ever been clay pigeon shooting? Yeah. So get a scatter beam rifle or something. Take my Wulong card. There should be enough on there to get you something decent. Aren't you coming in with me? You'll be fine. I'm, I'm just going to have a quick omni-vape. Okay. Um, I've been instructed to buy a scatterbeam gun. How much is one of those? Those are uh, 400 Wulongs each. No returns. Um, I'll take... But today, we've got a special deal. Oh, oh yeah? What's that? Two flasks of throwing acid for 350 Wulongs. Throwing acid? It's better than a scatterbeam gun. Beam weapons is girls' weapons. For cowards. Real men fight with acid. Uh, I don't know. Look, I'll do you a deal. Two acids, and I'll throw in these sunglasses too. Can't say fairer than that. <laughs> deal. No return. That deal. Did you get a weapon? Uh, yeah, and these six shades. Uh, so what weapon did you get? Oh, just some throwing acid. What? You know, throwing acid for real men. I heard you, you dullard. I just can't believe my ears. That was the last of my mut. I mean, are you stupid? You are a complete. Oh, forget it. We'll have to improvise when we get there. Maybe stab him or something. Sorry, Al. Don't talk for quite a while. Oh. 
This club smells like a dump. This is just the queue. You wait till you get inside. If we ever get inside, look at the size of that bloody queue. Would they let us in straight away if we had some, uh, you know, women with us? Look, here comes up now. No, don't. Excuse me. What's your name, love? Jodie. Okay, Jodie. Beautiful name, by the way. <laughs> oh, thanks. I like your sunglasses. I think you'll agree I look pretty sick. Uh, but you should definitely see me dance. Shall we go inside together? <laughs> okay. Almost forgot my buddy here. Ow. Hello, skank. Whoa, he gets real lonely, so um, needs to come with us. Do you have a friend for, for him? Yeah, my mate's coming. She's just getting some cash out. Oi, my mango chan. Hurry up, love. Shut Hi. up, you filthy tart. <laughs> my friend has got a weird sense of humour. Just ignore him. Come on, ladies, let's go. Alright mate, any chance of getting in? It's absolutely freezing out here. Oh, you got any ladies with you? Certainly have, as you can see. The lovely Jodie's here. Yeah, these are definitely women, yes. Uh, Alright, yeah, you can go in. Sweet, thanks mate. No worries, see ya. See have a good mate. night, alright? Yeah, come on, let's go. Come in! You have served your purpose, hideous wenches. Now go into the night and shut up forever. How dare you? Oh, please. I'm dealing with things your tiny brain couldn't even comprehend. Sod off. I will. Fuck you. Uh, sorry, ladies. Ow, come on, man. That was a bit out of order. Uh, come on. Let's get to work. There's a VIP balcony through here by the stage. He's likely to be up there. This place is packed! It's gonna be a sick night, innit, Al? Don't lose sight of the mission, Nick. Look, up there on the balcony. Is that? That's him! Holy fuck! I'm not sure about the greased hair and leather jacket, though. Never mind the jacket. It's the bodyguards I'm worried about. We need to find a way to get him on his own so we can kill him and run away. I'll go and buy a drink. That way we can break the bottle to stab him with if need be. Fair enough, mate. I'll wait here. I'm gonna scope him out and work on a plan. Man, this is rocking! Woohoo! Yes! Hey, nice moves. <laughs> Cheers, that was called the old uh, Lambot. <laughs> you don't understand sarcasm, do you? You what? <laughs> Never mind, dude. I'll have a beer, please! What? A beer! Huh, sorry, buddy. You're gonna have to speak up. A beer, you fuck bin! I've got it. Adam's gonna love this. Hey, Alan, I've got a plan! Yeah. Oh, he looks a bit busy. Never mind, Alan, I'm just gonna go with it. Excuse me, sorry, excuse me. Can I just. What the hell? Do you mind if I. Sorry, can I just get past it? Sorry. I oh, know, sorry. He touched my bum! I didn't, definitely didn't do that. Sorry. I didn't. Sorry. Excuse me, just wanna thank you. Mate, watch it. Sorry. Let me just. Whoop, up we go, and. I just grab that bit there. Pull me it. That's it. And. Um, hi. Uh, Al, um, I got on the stage, I thought this would help, but I don't think I really thought the plan through much further than this. Al, what shall I do now, mate? I've never met that man in my life! <laughs>